This will be chapter 10 of the Westminster Confession of Faith, which is actually class number 11. We're starting a new chapter today. We did one week on the free will chapter, and now we're going to be diving into what's called the Ordo Salutis, or Order of Salvation. Uh, in salvation history, there is a uh, you know, description of all the works of God whereby He saves His people. And this would be the first one. Last week, we had the Latin phrases on the board uh, known as passe picare, passe non picare in the, in the number one slot. You remember that was able to sin or able not to sin in the, in the original state of innocence. Then we had the non passe, non picare, not able not to sin in the second slot. That is the state of the fall, sin and misery. Third slot, we had passe non picare, passe picare, able not to sin, able to sin. That's the estate of grace. And then finally, uh, the, the fourth slot would be non passe picare. That is the estate of glory. So the fourfold state of man related to human will. So I want to talk about how do we get from, I guess, state two to state three. That's, the, that's, the, that's where the, the confession goes next. Is this thing called effectual calling. And I will read to you, I'm going to read you the shorter catechism question and answer first, because uh, you might be unfamiliar with this word, effectual calling, uh, this, this phrase. And so I want to just read you the short answer that the shorter catechism gives you before we jump into it, and then we'll pray and get started. <clears throat> effectual calling is the work of God's Spirit, whereby convincing us of our sin and misery, enlightening our minds in the knowledge of Christ, and renewing our wills, he doth persuade and enable us to embrace Jesus Christ freely offered to us in the gospel. And that, with that said, we're going to open with a word of prayer. Let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, this morning we ask that you would lead us to a deeper knowledge of the work you've done in, uh, in gracing us with saving knowledge and love of Christ. We thank you for the way that your calling, which is general and for all to hear, has been brought home into our hearts through the work of your grace. And so we give you thanks for that. We ask your spirit to continue the great work of redeeming us, saving us, washing us, and renovating us after the image of Christ. We ask it in Jesus' name today. Amen. Hey, let's get to it. We're going to read the first chapter paragraph uh, of chapter 10 of Effectual Calling. I was going to call it first chapter, but it's chapters and then sections. So section one, rather lengthy uh, section. And if you want to pull it up on your phones and have it, section one of chapter 10 of the Effectual Calling. So I'll read it slow so you can follow along with me. All those whom God hath predestinated unto life and those only... He is pleased in his appointed and accepted time effectually to call by his word and spirit out of that estate of sin and death in which they are by nature to grace and salvation by Jesus Christ, enlightening their minds spiritually and savingly to understand the things of God, taking away their heart of stone and giving unto them a heart of flesh renewing their wills, and by his almighty power determining them to, what, to that which is good, and effectually drawing them to Jesus Christ. Yet so as they come freely, most freely, being made willing by his grace. 
Okay, so you'll note there in that very last phrase, yet so they come most freely, being made willing by His grace. You see that definition of our, or that, that changing posture that we have toward Jesus. Prior to this act of God, uh, we are against God and have no interest in Him. We don't understand the saving knowledge of God in Christ. We don't understand our sin and death. We are just... We, we, there's, a, there's a download, if you will, of new heart knowledge, new understanding that we have by the work of the Spirit, by grace. And then it says, yet so as they come most freely, being made willing by His grace. And this, this language of calling goes back to Romans 8. If you've got your Bibles, turn to Romans 8, chapter, 8, 8, chapter and verse 30. And if you read 8.30, very famous verse, it says, Those whom he predestined, them he also called, and them he called, he also justified, and them he justified, he also glorified. So, that, so here we got the effectual calling, that the second in the list there in this many order of salvation, is the, effect, the effectual calling is the thing that brings the predestinating plan of God, which we talked about in chapter 3, into time and space and history, and we receive it. This is how it gets to us. This is how what Jesus did on the cross and in his resurrection, he's alive, gets to you and me, and we receive it. So this is the, the calling situation. All right? So it says there at the very first, the very outset of paragraph 1, all those whom God has predestined in life, he is pleased and appointed and accepted time in his accepted time affectionate to call. Now that's he has he has an appointed and accepted time for each one of us. Every one of us who is predestined has a special time that God's already laid out and he's governing and ruling over where we're going <laughs> to respond by the word and spirit and move out of that state of sin and death that we are by nature to a state of grace and salvation in Christ. Okay, and our minds are going to be changed, our, our hearts are going to be changed. We're going to have renewed wills, and that almighty power determines us to what is good. Okay, so let's look at um, a couple couple spots, uh, if you will, with me. Let's go to down to, uh, let's say, Ephesians 2, 1 through 5. Can someone read that one for me? Okay. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. All right. Thank you. Yeah, that's a beautiful uh, summary, right, of the transformation which occurred in all believers. Verse, if you want to think of it um, in an outline form, one through three is, that would be prior. That would be uh, where we are. And then the, uh, you know, unable not to sin. We just we all we all we can do is sin, and, and then then we have at 
for God being rich in mercy, but God, rich in mercy for his great love, where if he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. And emphasis on quickened us, or made us alive with Christ. By grace you're saved. If you'd go on and read through the next few verses, I think that'd be helpful for us too. Cody, would you read uh, all the way through 10? That'd be helpful. And raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that is, and this is, not your own doing, it is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Thank you so much. This is so good. Okay, so a great summary. I've used this to walk people through the gospel and explain what's the big idea. This passage is so dear to me, and I want, I want you to, to know where it is, be able to use it, and and, and for your own soul, for everybody else's soul, your family and friends, uh, all the friends you have uh, in relationships, so you can understand God's work, God's great work of grace uh, in our lives. And so, as you consider this, if you were to talk to you know a typical Christian on the street and ask the question, "What is it? Uh, the bare the bare minimum that saves us? What is the essential thing that we have to have to be saved?" What would you think the person you're talking to usually say? you're going to be saved by Jesus, you've got to have what? Faith. Faith. Right. Faith is the thing that most people will say, I've got to have faith in Jesus. Now, I was watching a little Ligonier conference one time, and they're doing the whole uh, you know, panel discussion and asking questions of the, from the audience. And uh, one of them says, um, you know, which of these things in the order of salvation is first? And so Derek Thomas answered it, and the question was, is faith prior to regeneration or is regeneration or effectual calling in a sense prior to faith? So what would you, would you say effectual calling or faith? Which comes first? Regeneration. Regeneration. Okay. Or, effect, or effectual calling as we call it here. Yeah, he calls us or regenerates us. Now, Derek Thomas says, you know, hey, we have ordination exams in our church. And so if the person gets this wrong, you know, he may be fit for uh, being a Walmart greeter, but he will not be a minister in the Presbyterian Church. Yeah, and he, that, that's a, a fun way to say it. It's like, this is so fundamental to everything we believe, but it's commonly misunderstood, actually, is, is that people will think, well, there's all this language in the Bible about predestinating, right? And that's the very first of our section that we have in chapter 1. All those in God's predestinated in life. Well, a lot of people want to think, well, so God knows everything, so he just looks at those that are going to have faith and says, well, I'm going to pick them, you know, and that's, that's, what, he, that's what they're thinking uh, in, that, in that terms. And so they're trying to reconcile this individualism and this idea of, you know, I save myself and faith is important because that's what's been preached. And then but when you look at it under scrutiny of the whole Bible, you, you will think, well, that, that can't be true because what we know about ourselves here uh, is, is, is not going to work for our salvation, which is that, you know, we, we have a heart of stone, as it says there. We need a heart of flesh, which is the very thing God promises to do in the new covenant. The Spirit's going to be poured out, and then we're going to be given these new hearts. Uh, our minds uh, are darkened, as it says in Ephesians 2, 1 through 3 there. And you've got all these uh, statements, which we read previously uh, in the last chapter, of our, our, we're kind of at a dead end when it comes to our own will. We don't, we're unable to save ourselves. Unable to, we don't desire God in Christ. So, so God has to effectively draw his elect 
to himself through this, what's called the irresistible grace. It becomes irresistible to us. And so we reach out and, 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 and embrace Christ because we have a new heart. We've been made new. Is that, is that kind of making sense to you guys? Everybody following me here? Uh, faith does not come before an effectual calling. It cannot. It's impossible. It's an impossibility because of what we learned about the, the, the will of man last week. It's in bondage to sin. It does not desire God. It must be enlightened. So we're thinking this gives God's grace the ultimate supreme place because we have nothing to do with it in our, in our faith decision. We do, dec- we do decide to follow Jesus. We do exercise faith, but only because God has changed our heart to where we, you know, we cannot help but embrace Jesus because we know our sin. We know our losses. And, and that's what the very thing that uh, a non-believer would diminish and not fully take in and not see the need really for Christ. So that's the situation we have there. So whether or not you uh, embrace that truth or not, it's true. That's, that's how we, uh, we get to Jesus. And so we can have errors about uh, you know, these issues and this order of salvation, but uh, there's no way a person can move from one, one you know, dead heart, heart of stone to heart of flesh. You can't change your own heart. This is the situation you have to understand. Uh, look at uh, like John. Uh, let's go down. Well, let's go to... To First Timothy, our Second Timothy, one nine and ten, and then uh, uh, will someone someone look that one up for me? Second Timothy one nine and ten. Have it. Thank you. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of His own purpose and grace. This grace was given in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Excellent. Thank you. How does that verse add clarity when we're thinking about why God has saved us? Is it because he's foresaw faith in us or something else? What would you say? It's according to his own purpose. Yeah, it's very straightforward. Like, if you look at the words, it's 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 indisputable that this is what we're dealing with here is a a gracious work of God according to this eternal purpose that he has for his people to turn them out of sin and bring them into a state of salvation and grace that is the issue okay so let's look at another one here um, Acts uh, twenty six eighteen. will someone look that one up Who's got it? Got it. Okay. To open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Yeah. So it's 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 starting in the middle of a sentence there. What's the what's the how does it start? To um, to call them. To whom I am sending you. Yep. To Paul's being sent. Delivering from uh, you, from your people, and from the Gentiles. Uh huh. This, I believe, this is the story of Paul's conversion, and he is being uh, commissioned to to the Gentiles to tell them and to call them to Christ. Right. So, so it's it's emphasizing there is a, you know, Paul is not doing effectual calling; he's doing a general call, the call of the gospel, and that that's a distinction that we need to make there is we have a gospel call that we present to every single person, as Paul did, 
but only God can do an effective or effectual call. Uh, because we can't change the heart. Yeah. I think it's good to be reminded that just as, uh, from an assurance standpoint, just as sure as we cannot have faith without God giving us a new heart, just as sure we will believe when mm-hmm. God gives us a new heart. Yes. Yes. You can't deny it. Right. You can't deny it. It's undeniable. Yeah. It is, it is absolutely, it's the most unstoppable uh, force because God is God, right? I mean, God doesn't lose. God doesn't, God's not frustrated by your, uh, you know, inability to comprehend him or, or to think rightly about him. He will give you the, uh, the necessary, uh, as I said, I'd call it download. You know, you will be, you will have a new operating system. You don't, you're, the old is gone, the new is here. You've been made new. Uh, and that was uh, a work of God's spirit. As he talks to, as Jesus speaks to Nicodemus and says, what must I do? Answer that question, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of heaven? You've got to be born again. And so this is the, the born again situation. How am I born again? Well, God effectually calls me and he does these things, enlightening my mind. Uh, changing my nature, understanding the things of God, taking away the, whole, the old heart, giving me the new will, uh, and then, uh, deter- then then I have this new uh, ability to do what is good and effectively draw my draw draw, draw to Jesus. Okay, so let's let's go let's go from there and, and read the second part. We'll we'll go we'll do two weeks on this one, but the second uh, paragraph says this effectual call is of God's free and special grace alone not from anything at all foreseen in man who is altogether passive therein until being quickened and renewed by the Holy Spirit, he is thereby enabled to answer the call and to embrace the grace offered and conveyed in it. Okay, so this is, this is essentially saying a lot of things we've already said before, but you see it's adding that it is by grace alone, not for not from anything foreseen in us, right? That's a, that's the very objection we, we handled earlier with the, you know, conditional election. God looks at people and sees, oh, that's the guy who's going to believe, and so I'm going to choose him. It's not because of something in us, of course. It, we're altogether passive in this. It makes that that clear. It's passive in our in our regard, but we are renewed and quickened by the Spirit in God's time and enabled to answer the call and embrace the grace. We're going to move on to the third one here. I want to get to this part. Uh, third section, elect infants dying in infancy are regenerated and saved by Christ through the Spirit who worketh when and where and how he pleaseth. So also are all other elect persons who are incapable of being outwardly called by the ministry of the Word. Okay, what is it? What, what are they adding here? Uh, what, what is what's this helpful? Um, what has this help us? How does this add to what we've learned before in one and two? Got a thought on that? Talking about elect infants and whatnot. What are we What are we hearing about effectual calling here? Well, it's all it's all God's work. Yeah, I mean. Mm-hmm. What if I can't have faith? Well, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't coherently mm-hmm. respond or whatever in a, in a way to yeah. The, the say is, uh, yeah. Kind of traditional in the yeah yeah the ordinary way somebody becomes a Christian or saved right is, is they believe he, he or she believes right and receives all the benefits of the covenant of grace. 
That's the instrument whereby we receive justification, right? The ordinary instrument. But, but God is free to exercise, uh, uh, you know, extraordinarily uh, toward people uh, in his grace. And so you see here, it, it, the, the confession lists elect infants. So it doesn't say all infants without question, but elect infants, who those might be, uh, dying before a capacity to exercise faith. Uh, it says are regenerated and saved by Christ through the Spirit who works when and where and how he pleases. That's the big point. He, it's, it's the Spirit of God working to unite them to Christ, uh, even if they don't have the opportunity to articulate faith in Christ. And then you see also, it says, second sentence there, also all other elect persons who are incapable of being outwardly called by the ministry of the Word. What would it be getting at there? Who might that be? Yeah, well, okay. Let, let me let me ask you a question. So, how about uh, how about an elect infant and an elect adult? What is similar and what is different about those salvations? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing's nothing's different. Yeah. I mean. Well. No, not really. I mean, okay. they, we both adults and infants alike. Both. Um, it's still the work of God mm-hmm. that we're even able to to have faith. I mean, it's his work. So so the name of the chapter is uh, that we're studying. Effectual calling. Okay. Yeah. So an effectual calling happens in both. Yes. Rest, right? So so immediately it says in 3, uh, they, they are, the Spirit worketh when and where he pleases, regenerated and saved by Christ through the Spirit. So that's the situation. So an elected, the, yeah. The, there's a perceived difference that uh-huh. somebody who, um, you know, is uh, has the capacity for thought and, and understanding and self-reflection will come to understand that they are one of God's elect mm-hmm. in a way that an infant hasn't had an opportunity. Yeah, there's a difference. Yeah, there, yeah, there's a difference. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just going to be worked out in, in history differently, you know, that we're going to exhibit, you're going to see demonstration of, of effectual calling in an adult, elect adult, right, versus an elect infant. So I think this is a big point. We, we tend to really overemphasize our abilities in the salvation and our power. But, but what, is the, what is the key crucial thing is God's power. It's in Christ alone that we're saved. Uh, and I think that's a very serious uh, issue. Um, what, what, did, what did Paul say uh, he, wanted to, he thought about uh, gospels or, or salvation projects that, that made salvation in Christ alone Confused or, or you know, muddled uh, or, or added something to salvation in Christ alone. What did he say about those guys who preached the gospel like that? He had he had scathing things to say, right? Let them be accursed, right? Yeah, these, these are things that in in Galatians, Galatians one, he says so much, and and I think that uh, th- we we tend to we tend to overemphasize our abilities and powers, and this. This is the most humbling and, and you know, doctrine we can have is it says we're, we're unable to save ourselves, but we're irresistibly called uh, because of the work God's done in us. Uh, and we are regenerated and made new so that we embrace Christ and, and want to leave sin behind and follow Christ. And so that's the, that's the, uh, that's the beauty of this, uh, which gives us, as you mentioned, comfort, joy, peace, that it is. Uh, God who saves me, and I cannot be lost, and he is, he is, he's going to keep me till the end. 
because it's part of this golden chain of salvation. Okay, I think we're out of, we're out of time, unfortunately. So I'm going to have to pause right here until next week. I will, Lord willing, bring the handouts, all of them, so we can have them all. But you, you'll have the handout. If you want the handout, I can certainly just email it or text it to you because I have it on my devices and I can send it to you. But I don't have, just tell me during the, or after the service today, uh, you want it, and I'll get it to you so you can look over it. There's a lot of verses and good questions to study on this one. So 